You've heard the term coaching on the show a lot, and you've heard from coaches on the show before, but what do you do when you need to hire a coach? Today, the roadmap to follow when hiring your own coach. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 179. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly show to help leaders improve their communication, strategy, coaching, productivity, and personal mastery. And there are many ways to do that professionally. And one of those ways is to actually seek out a coach, someone who has more experience than you do in those areas, and also has the skill set to be able to work with you and to move you faster along than you would on your own. And I have uh, received the question uh, on a few occasions from our community uh, or members of our community on, you know, what do I do if I'm thinking about hiring a coach or what are some of the things that I should consider? And I was really glad recently to get introduced to Mark Mawinney. And Mark is also a podcast host, and he is the host of the show Natural Born Coaches. And on the show, he interviews successful coaches to get inside their heads and discover how they've built or improving and growing their coaching businesses. Now, uh, I know we have coaches in our audience who listen to this show, um, and uh, and so it's, it's great that uh, we have a big part of the coaching community here as well, but we're going to actually take the opposite uh, approach here today and look at something that I know will be valuable to many people in our community, which is if you're thinking about hiring a coach, what are the kinds of things you should be thinking about and looking for and asking about? So, Mark, I'm so glad to welcome you to the show. Glad to have you. Hi, Dave. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to talk with you because this is a question I've, uh, I've gotten a few times. And uh, you know, before we get into kind of some of the things that people should look at or think about when they're hiring a coach, um, you know, maybe we should take even a step further back and 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 have some conversation about why would he, why would someone want to hire a coach at all? What's the what's the reason that you'd benefit from seeking out a coach? Well, I th- I think when it comes to coaches. They obviously, I'm a big believer in the industry and the value. So I think that everybody should have a coach, and and particularly entrepreneurs and a lot of people probably listen to your show. I found the out the hard way why some uh, somebody needs a coach because for a number of years I was building up a real estate business back throughout my 20s, and I built that up to about 100 employees, and and uh, was rocking and rolling, and everything seemed fine. And I was always approached by people who were coaches wanting to work with me. And I thought, why the heck do I need a coach? You know, I got everything handled here and um, I don't need a coach and just sort of um, just ignore them or push politely <laughs> uh, decline their offers. And uh, then I went through a business closure five or six years ago. And then suddenly it, it became clear to me, okay, you know what? I probably should have had a coach uh, just mm-hmm. to help me along with this. Cause I, I think I would have avoided a lot of the mistakes that I'd made. So I think coaches are important because they're really a second pair of eyes that can take a look at what you're doing with your business or say with your life, if it's more of a life coaching uh, focus on it. And um, they can help you make the decisions. It's not like a coach is coming in and saying, okay, do this, do that. And and, uh, they're asking the right questions and they're helping 
pull out answers that you really already have. It's just helping you get some clarity on that. So as said, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the need for coaches. And you hit on something I've heard often too, which is coaches don't don't necessarily have the answers for you, but they have the ability and the training to ask the right questions to really help you to come to the point where you can answer the questions faster than you might if you were just thinking it through on your own. Yeah, there's a a lot of confusion because, of course, you hear a lot of the terms being tossed around and put into the same bucket, you know, like coaching and consulting and everything else. And and there seems to be a lot of um, confusion there. It's not so much um, consulting where you've got somebody coming in and uh, laying down the big binders saying, this is what I think we should do. And, you know, it's a little bit different approach. Uh, a, A good coach is really probably listening a lot more than they're talking. And from what I've heard from the coaches that come on, natural born coaches, is it can be anywhere for a 20-80 split. Maybe they're listening 20% of the time, 25% of the time, but they're never talking more than they're listening if, if they're doing it right. Mm, got it. Got it. And so um, when you think about, and actually it's interesting, Mark, because I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but uh, before we even started recording, you mentioned, well, this is such a timely topic because you actually hired a coach today for a project. About, about an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. So, um, yeah, so you're, you're, um, I read your blog post uh, there, what to know when you're hiring a coach, so it came in handy. Oh, good, good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. A couple of months ago, I did write a, a post on what to know when hire, what to know when hiring a coach. Yeah, um, that was an excellent post, by the way. So I was just going to read it verbatim, just word for word, and uh, then you could just use that for the podcast. Oh, perfect. We're done. <laughs> so um, so good. So you, so you went through this thinking process even today yourself, being a coach, and you're hiring and reaching out to people to help you. What are some of the kinds of things that coaches can do? Like, What would be the events that would happen either in my business or as a leader that I might think to myself, you know, this is the time that maybe I want to think about reaching out to someone that will be helpful to me and and really provide some coaching that will get me along the way faster than I would on my own. Well, I'll I'll just give a really quick synopsis what happened today because I think that's a, a useful example to tell people about. Uh, with my business here in 2015, one thing I have to get doing is webinars. I've been so busy in 2014 with the launch of the podcast, and it's a daily one, and trying to you know keep ahead of that and on schedule and everything that I just haven't had the time to learn properly with webinars and it's it's something you know what it's like when you know you should be doing something but it gets put on the back burner and you just you find other things that get bumped up ahead of it so recently i said you know what i got i have to find somebody that knows how to properly uh, do webinars for the best uh, make the most effective webinars and, and to help guide me through that whole process and so the last few weeks, I've been talking with a few people who I've come across, uh, people who have been uh, recommended, and just sort of getting a feel of where to go forward with hiring someone to help me with the whole webinar process. And the person I chose today came highly recommended by a, a mutual uh, contact. Actually, it was a guest uh, that was on the podcast just recently. And after our interview, uh, we just got chatting, and he mentioned he's got uh, some webinars going on. And I said, oh, by the way, how did you um, handle the whole webinar thing? Because there's, there's so much information out there. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. What did you do? And he said, I've got an awesome guy that can help you with this, that can coach you with it. And he connected up with us. We spoke today um, uh, by 
by Skype for an hour or so. He just gave tons of value. And I, at the end of the day, I went with my gut because I thought I've got this many notes and good things. I got a great feeling about this guy uh, that he's he's a real deal. He knows what he's talking about and just everything gelled and bang, an hour later, he's hired and, and we're ready to rock and roll with webinars. So it doesn't always happen that quickly. When you're choosing a coach, I'm not necessarily recommending that right on the spot after a few minutes talking to them that you're hiring the coach, but you should probably check around, uh, talk to a few uh, different people, get a feel for who's out there, see who who you gel with, because you're going to have to work with this person and you want to make sure that, that the energy's right and that you've got a good feeling about that and um, then and then make your decision. So that's what happened with me today. And it's kind of funny that this all happened not too long uh, before our chat. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, um, I, that's one of the things I'm, I think I'm interested in too, and I know our audience would be too, is um, even before you got to that point where you had that conversation today, how did you... How did you find someone like, is there a clearinghouse for this? Do you go on your personal network? Do you just send an email out? What's the way to kind of track down a coach? Because there's a lot of different websites out there and coaching organizations. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of times people don't know where to start when they get to this point. They're like, okay, I need somewhere to help. So where did you start? And what do you recommend for people when they're first come to that realization that they need some help in an area? Yeah, well, I've actually gone... I've done a number of different things to find coaches because I've worked with coaches since becoming a quote coach. I um, have also gotten help from people and some have worked out and some haven't worked out as well. Um, some people I've found by uh, using that handy dandy website called Google and um, you know simply typing in whatever I need and then starting that route. Uh, but I find as time's gone on, I've really depended more upon the personal uh, referral and recommendation. Uh, just where my network's getting pretty big, where, where I'm interviewing a successful coach every day, I'm getting time, uh, good connection and relationship there with those guests. And then I'm getting time after our chat if I want to pick their brain on something quick and they're saying, you really should talk to this person. Uh, the person I hired today uh, actually doesn't have a, a flashy website, uh, doesn't have a lot of those things that you would expect a coach to have. So you might be thinking, oh my gosh, why, you know, why did you hire him or whatever? Well, I'm going on the recommendation of very successful coaches that I know mm. that have used him and I've actually been on one of their webinars and I really liked the way they did it and they had the whole set up down pat. So um, I don't, you know, it's important, I guess, to, to in some cases to check out the website and to see all that stuff. But I think you have to go on a little more than what somebody's putting up on their website. Yeah. And, you know, that what a third party says is so much more credible and valuable than just what someone says on their own site. You know, if there's a there's a whether it's a referral or a a journalist or or, or an or organization where that person's received something from a award or certification that that third party um, check-in is really helpful. And I think it's it also speaks to, Mark, one of the things that um, I know you and I both value in when we hire a coach is a person's track record. And you you mentioned that, uh, you know, just that this person's had a lot of success and they've been able to, uh, they've been really help, helpful to other people in your network. Um, tell me about a little bit more about that. Like, what do you, when you're looking at track record, is that something that, that, that you consider strongly and what kinds of things do you look at? Definitely track record's important, but in today's um, day of social media, I think an important thing is to see what kind of value the person's putting out. Um, and with that coach in particular that I mentioned, uh, the, the webinar coach, the person that recommended him to me, one of the things he mentioned was I'm in a, a forum with him. 
And this guy just gave so much value to me before I even hired him. He just was constantly helping and being very helpful. And he gave so much that I knew this, I could just see the knowledge that he had and everything else. And he did this without expecting necessarily for me to hire him right away. So I knew that I had to hire him. And um, I think that's something that's important to look at. If you're dealing with a coach that's just constantly promoting, 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 hire me, hire me, hire me, and then you don't see anything else, and it what might be with not seeing anything with blog posts or videos or anything to get a feel for them, then it's really difficult to to know if you should hire that coach or not. So I, I look for with coaches somebody that's giving value without first expecting something in return. You know, um, I'll give you an example of a coach I hired early on in my um, in my coaching career to help me out with things. And uh, he was a nice guy, not to bash him. I mean, I, we got along fine, but it just didn't work out. The strategies that he was helping me with, it just wasn't, I uh, wasn't getting traction and I wasn't happy with the results. And um, one thing that, that kind of bugged me though, before I even hired him was he was very Basically, to paraphrase was, don't talk to me unless um, you hire me because I, I only help my clients. And it was over something that was a really you know, simple question. I wasn't asking for a ton of time or anything else. It, was, it wasn't anything that should have been too intrusive. So that, that probably should have been a red flag that, uh, okay, maybe I should hold off with this guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, my gut was just telling me maybe it's not the right fit, but it was just coming out of the gate. I was pretty green at that time. And I said, hey, let's go for it. Now, ironically, that same coach uh, recently contacted me and uh, wanted to work together again. And, uh, you know, I thought we didn't get the results I wanted the first time around. And there were a few things that happened there I wasn't happy about. Now you're contacting me again because you want me to hire you. <laughs> you know, it just no. uh, didn't make sense. So uh, gut is very important when you're hiring a coach. Your your instinct, just like business, it's very important. It's important when you're hiring a coach as well. Well, that that's 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 key. Uh, I and let's come back to that gut feeling because I think that that's a that's a key thing. That a lot of times is so important when hiring a coach. Um, I, I want to highlight something you just said here a moment ago, which is. And I, the world has so changed around this, Mark. You know, it used to be, you know, a generation ago, the marketing strategy for every organization was promote, 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 and then, you know, try to get people to get in the door. And that really has changed. Um, the world now very much more so is the people out there who are really attracting great followings and who are um, really adding value to the world and the brands and the organizations are really out there giving first. I mean, they're out there providing value. They're sharing information on social media. They're asking questions. They're doing podcasts. They're writing blogs. They're doing things that are really um, trying to be helpful in the world first. And that is really very much the thing that's working for a lot of organizations now. And the people who are doing kind of the old traditional methods are not finding as much success from that. Yeah, well, can I give you a quick example? Uh, another one from today, Dave. We picked a great day to do this podcast because I've got some things that have happened today that that I think will be valuable to the audience. But um, one thing that I do with my Facebook uh, page for Natural Born Coaches is every time uh, somebody new likes it, that page, I'll send a personal message. It's nothing automated or anything. Uh, I'll send a message to thank them for liking the page. And I'm not sending that with, uh, hey, thanks for liking the page. 
by the way, do you need a coach? Here's what I do and start throwing all this stuff at them. I actually will send them a thank you. What do you do? You know, learn a little bit more about them. Is there anything I can do for you? Can I help you with anything? And that's what I did today with somebody there. And we had a good, great conversation. Actually, she asked me to come on to her podcast, which is uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be going on just from our conversation. And at the end of it, she said, Mark, I want to um, compliment you on your on your Facebook marketing strategy, basically. And I said, okay, why is that? And she said, well, I'm just, I'm used to people when they're contact me, reach out, they're just salesy and you've helped me, you've given me a couple suggestions here and, and offered to help and everything else and you're not selling me right off the hop. And I think that's very important for anyone who, whether it be coaching business or whatever business you have, is nowadays, you're right, you have to change that that strategy. If, if you're in there as being all salesy, people are going to smell you a mile away and you're not going to have much luck. Work first to give them the value and then it's going to come back to you one way or another. And and I bet you don't even really think about that as a Facebook marketing strategy. You're just you're just like want to be helpful and get to know people, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm, uh, you know, it's it's uh, some sort of big master plan. Um, you know, I want to thank people because there's so many. There's what a trillion or two pages on Facebook that they yeah. could like. So if somebody's coming on a Natural Born Coaches and they're liking it, I do appreciate them um, supporting it. And I appreciate when people share it and everything else. So for me, it's just sort of ingrained into me that, uh, and it probably comes from years of being in real estate. I was always that way in terms of, you know, back, I'm probably dating myself, but it was before the days of social media when you actually sent handwritten cards <laughs> to people and things like that. It was a little different world at times. And um, I was just, used to you know thanking people for referrals and um, helping them out any way it could connecting them with uh, good people if, if uh, it could help them one way or another and I just enjoy being a connector with people that way and I've always found that it'll come back one way or another so it's a good way to do business I, I love it. I might steal that idea too for our Facebook site. Actually, thanks for the yeah. Thanks that, for that's the suggestion. Uh, that's a thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> send me <laughs> you your send invoice. Send it by PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's come back to what you talked about a minute ago, which was gut. Um, and you, you and I both hit on the same thing when we've thought about this uh, this topic of hiring a coach. Um, and I had mentioned in my article the importance of personal fit, of just kind of having that feeling, like you know. You could you could be talking to the person who's got all the experience, great track record, all the credentials, and yet if the fit isn't right, it just sort of it just can fall flat. And yet you might also talk to someone else who maybe doesn't have the perfect credentials, but the fit is great, and they're the they're the person that's going to really help to to move you along. Um, is there anything in particular you look at when you're thinking about fit, or it's just kind of a gut feeling? Yeah, I, I know gut sounds a little bit fuzzy. Like it's uh, sort of, I don't know, it just, it's hard to get your, your, to touch it and get your hands around it because it's not something that you, you see out there. Um, but I think it is so important uh, to use your gut. When I'm hiring a coach, I'm looking for somebody that I, obviously, somebody that's going to help get me to the next level. But I also, um, I'm looking for somebody who, is um, invested into in my success that I get a feeling that they want really want me to succeed. It's not a case of just getting the money from me and then they don't really care if if I get the results or not. And that's something I've gotten better at honing when it comes to having my radar out there. And uh, today's example is perfect. This is a a person who I got the sense is is there to he wants me to do well. And he said, Mark, I want you to do well because you know a ton of coaches and you know a lot of speakers and everything else, and you're going to refer me. 
um, when when you do well and you get your results. So um, I know that may not be the best answer when it comes to gut. Uh, talk about trusting your gut. It's hard to talk about gut and instinct. It's just something that you can. It's kind of like explaining uh, what does the color red look like. Yeah. You know, or to to say to a blind person, or or something like that, or it, it's tough to do. But that that's the best way I would put it. It's just it's the more decisions you have to make with hiring coaches, the better you're going to get at it. So the first few times you're going to be off a little bit, like I was. I made a couple bad hires, and it, I say it was expensive. It's not like it cost me tens of thousands of dollars, but you know, it was a thousand dollars here and five hundred dollars there and fifteen hundred dollars there. But that's that's education for you. That's the best education you can get. Well, and I think part of the thing we're, we've kind of beaten around this, but of, of when we're looking for a coach is, is connecting with someone who gives us a chance to actually do that before we have to make any commitments. So, you know, have a first conversation or have some dialogue with before they say, you know, sign on the line or hand over money that they give us a chance. I, I, I kind of, I'm of the belief, Mark, that a good coach wants you to feel comfortable having the right fit. And so they'll give you a chance to have that dialogue with them, have a first meeting and to really, for both of you to really figure out if that's going to be the right relationship. Yeah. And, and got goes the other way as a coach when I'm, uh, it's not just a potential client that's interviewing me. I'm also really interviewing the potential client because I don't run want to run into a situation where I'm somebody's hiring me and then I want their success more than they do. Yeah. And you know the old saying can lead a horse to water. So if I start working with someone and I've done this before where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, come on, you got to do this, you got to do that." And I'm just just getting really kind of frustrated because I see what the person should be doing but they're not doing it and they just don't want it bad enough, then I'm not doing myself or the client any favors by continuing that relationship. So on the other hand, the client has to be motivated as well. The best coaching client-coach relationship are the ones when both sides want that success equally bad. And there's that desire there. And and it's almost like uh, it's like dancing with the stars. You know, I don't know if you watch that show or not. I'm a horrible dancer. But um, (laughs) watching that show, the best uh, tandems and pairs are the ones that have that chemistry. Mm -hmm. And you can tell they work well together. And it really has to be that way for a coach and client as well. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think that that's a good a good motivator for anyone who has any hesitation to spend that time with a coach up front or to ask for time to have a first conversation because really a good coach does want to spend that time too and and like you Mark I've I have absolutely turned people away in the past who've reached out for, to me for coaching in situations where I just did not feel like that was going to be successful or like you said I was going to care more about it than they really were in the in the long run and uh and so it it really is valuable to the coach as well for that dialogue to happen up front yeah, I have little little tiny tricks that I can tell if a client is motivated and, and it works most of the time. It's never a solid rule the whole time. But I mean, a perfect example is when um, I'm booking a first conversation with someone to see if it's going to be the right fit working together. And I send them to my online scheduler that I have because I use one of those to keep everything straight with podcast interviews and client appointments, everything else. And uh, if I see a person that's picking the very last available appointment for months down the road, 
or they say, ah, I'm going away. I'll have to get back to you. Or, we're, you know, I'm, we're doing a lot right now with the house. We're doing renovations. I'll let you know. Then I don't really chase that person too much because right off the hop, I'm thinking these, this person doesn't seem to be terribly keen to want to start a coaching relationship. Now, on the other hand, when I'm working with someone who I can tell they're really keen because they're picking the first available time on that online scheduler, they can't wait for that uh, call. They show up there. You can tell they're taking notes and they're just really really invested in it, then I'm thinking that would be an absolutely great client to work with because right off the hop, they're already showing that motivation right from the beginning with booking the appointment quickly. So those are a few things I look for when I'm starting to potentially work with someone. One other thing I'm curious about your perspective on Mark is, you know, there's there's different schools of thought on this um, as far as reaching out to someone. There's there's one school of thought of amongst uh the industry out there that you should hire. It doesn't matter as much if someone has, if your coach has the same professional experience of the area that you want coaching in. Like, you know, for example, to use your example of, of using, doing a webinar of like, you know, maybe someone who didn't have that much experience with it, but was really good as a coach and asking questions. And then there's another school of thought of, you know, you want to hire someone who really has experience in your particular field, your industry or the project you're hiring someone to do. Um, what's your feeling on that? And how do you come down on as far as you know, when you look at professional experience and how valuable that is, or when you just look at the person's ability to be an effective coach? Well, the best uh, analogy I could probably give would be if let's say I'm uh, I'm a baseball player who wants to crack the minors and hopefully the major leagues and, and I'm coming out of college and I'm looking for someone to coach me with my baseball skills, the person that's coaching me doesn't have to necessarily have been Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle, you know, and, and able to knock a ball 600 feet. But I do think that they have to have had some exposure to the game and know the difference between a bat, a ball, a stolen base, and, you know, some of those, uh, those things as well and be comfortable about it. So you notice, again, sticking with the whole baseball theme, some of the, the best hitting coaches in the major leagues – a lot of hitting coaches used to play. They had long, uh, different lengths of careers, but some of the best hitting coaches and managers actually stunk as players. And uh, it's funny when you look at them, or, or it maybe not stunk, but they weren't. They certainly weren't, you know, super players or all stars. So I don't necessarily look for somebody that was uh, a bit that's a billionaire to coach me because there's only so many billionaires out there. But it has to be somebody that knows where I want to go and knows how to get me there at least, and and there has to be that comfort level with whatever field I'm in. So I probably wouldn't have hired the person today if he had never done a webinar, but uh, he actually had constructed his own webinar software before and he's conducted hundreds himself. And I could, I just knew he had that experience. So I hope that answers the question, but uh, that's the best way I could put it. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a great way to look at it is, you know, there's, there's not an always or never on anything. And uh, I've, I've certainly looked at that same thing when I've hired coaches, it's, it's generally been more for a specific project or or something or something I'm currently working on and I often do look to someone who's not like you said not necessarily the top in their field but has has had a lot more experience than I do and will help me to navigate that that path faster than I would on my own because that's part of the the benefit I get of working with someone like that and then of course has the good coaching skills to be able to do that and to be able to ask me the those solid questions exactly fabulous well uh mark you know what um <laughs> we're actually running low on time I'm so glad that you uh, you came in and, and really uh, educated us on this. Is there anything I haven't asked you that are things that you think about when hiring a coach 
that would be good parting advice for our audience uh, when they're going out there and trying to think, okay, where's the place I want to start? Well, um, I mean, you've you've hit on the major points, uh, Dave. And again, I would refer the audience back to your blog post you have because you had, I believe, five or six points in there that covered a lot of what I think uh, people should be thinking about when they're actually hiring a coach. Uh, the number one most important thing you could do is listen to natural born coaches every single day <laughs> and, and go to iTunes and rate and uh, review and subscribe. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, I think uh, some of the things you mentioned there, like you, you had uh, mentioned uh, that you wanted, uh, you need a coach that can clarify uh, where you are and determine where you want to go and, um, you know, mapping uh, from point A to point Z and, and keeping you accountable. I mean, those are all great things. So I would, uh, re- one thing I would recommend when it comes to hiring a coach is not to be pressured into making a quick decision. And uh, one pet peeve that I have, and, and I've faced it being on the receiving end of it, and I've heard coaches doing it, is there's this line that coaches use that uh, they say, okay, do you want to hire me, Dave? And you say, well, I got to think about it. I got to talk it over with my wife. It's a big investment or whatever. And then the coach comes back and says, well, Dave, I only work with motivated action takers. So if you can't make the decision now, you're obviously not motivated and I don't want to work with you. And uh, and a surprisingly large number of coaches use that type of um, strategy to try to pressure you into hiring them right on the spot as if just because you're talking about a large investment with your wife, then suddenly that makes you less motivated. And that's not my style. I'm just not that high pressure type guy. You know what? You want to talk it over? Great. Let me know when you're ready. And that's something that just really grinds my gears like Peter Griffin <laughs> says I'm family guy um, when it comes to coaching industries is that whole line I don't like it just doesn't really there's something about it just doesn't really uh, jive with me oh I'm really glad you mentioned that because I've not gotten that ever before when hiring a coach or reaching out to coaches but if I did boy that would that would make you, me want to run away <laughs> I, and I don't get it a lot it's not like it's happening a lot but it has happened and it's it's been reasons why I specifically haven't hired that coach because yeah. I've had the money to pay them. If they'd handled it right, they would have that money sent to PayPal and we would be starting our relationship tomorrow. But they said that and it just did it, it just something about that rubbed me the wrong way. So there's a way that you can encourage people to take action without insulting them. And I think unfortunately that way has a, a lot of times it can tend to insult uh, uh, the potential client that has the opposite effect. Yeah. And that gets right back to what you said about just hiring the right fit and the gut feeling. And if something like that rubs you the wrong way, inevitably, there's going to be other things in that relationship that are not going to work for you too. So, um, you know, I always think like back to like the honeymoon analogy of, you know, everyone's on their best behavior in their, in the first interaction and the first part of the relationship. And so if there's something that's not going well in the first conversation or two, that's making you uncomfortable, that's a, that's definitely a red flag. Um, It's not getting any better. (laughs) No, (laughs) exactly. It's only downhill from there. That's another podcast. I've, uh, I've gone through a divorce, so we won't, uh, we won't get into that. We'll save that for the next coaching for leaders. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'll add in one here too. And one of the things I, I just caution people to be aware of is if someone who, um, spends a lot of time trying to sell you on coaching. Um, you know, you have to have a coach because you have to have a coach, and and coach and spends a lot of time explaining what coaching is. Uh, I think the best coaches just do it um, and spend the time listening, like you said, and understanding, and then challenging you with some questions, and and are invested in you. Um, so yeah, be cautious if you hear too much about people selling you on coaching, because uh, you know there's lots of great coaches out there, and most of them are just 
<laughs> the ones who are great are just doing the coaching. And, and yeah, if the a coach says they've got one spot left and they need an answer by 10 o'clock tonight or whatever, um, not saying that that's not a possibility, but odds are that they probably have more than one spot and uh, you could get back to them within a few days, you know, to think it over. I mean, that's that's life. You got to sometimes think of decisions. Now, that being said, you don't want to take six months or a year if you need the coaching now, but just use your judgment. Once again, the word of the day is gut or instinct and, and use your gut. Well, I'm sort of cracking up what you said earlier because I was thinking as we were talking, one of the best ways people could actually find some coaches and investigate them is actually by looking through your show and the catalog. Um, and you're doing a daily show that's for coaches. So if you're a coach and you're listening, you want to check out Natural Born Coaches. Um, but even if you're not a coach and you're looking for a coach, that's a great way to to uh, to get to know um, the show what coaches are out there because uh, Mark is interviewing a coach every day. So, and most of the people who are on your show are coaches, right, Mark? Pretty much everybody. There's been the odd person that may be, say, a speaker, but they've got some value to give to coaches and, and they may not necessarily define themselves as a coach. But if anyone's looking for a coach, we've had a wide range of, of niches or niches, I guess. I'm in Canada, so we call them niches. Um, but we've got a, a wide range of people with different uh, clientele and everything, and just all across the board. But if somebody's interested, uh, take a look at the website and see, you know, we've got upwards of 100 shows now that are in there. It's growing daily. Uh, or somebody needs help and they just fire me off a message, hey, I'm looking for a coach that can help me do this, then odds are that's going to jog something in my memory. Hey, you should talk to so-and-so that was on episode number, whatever. This person would be great, and I'd be glad to connect them. I only work specifically with coaches, and that was a very deliberate thing that I do to keep my target market very defined. Uh, but odds are I could probably help you find the right person for whatever you're looking for. Awesome. Well, I know Mark's very much a connector and loves serving people. So uh, great, you know, check out the uh, check out his show first and take a look at the names there. And if you uh, if you're looking for some direction, send him a note. And I'm always happy to help out too and make connections. I know both of us really love to connect people uh, when when we can and uh, just see great things happen as a result of those relationships. Hey, Mark, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking your time. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Hey, thanks, Mark, for sharing your wisdom and expertise. And I also really appreciate Mark uh, being willing to share just some of his own experience and hiring a coach recently. So if you uh, are interested in checking out the notes for the episode, go to coachingforleaders.com slash 179. And I'm also going to be putting there a few links to some of the coaches that I know and would recommend to you as starting points. Uh, three of those folks just off the top of my head that I think you should talk with if you're looking to hire, uh, particularly an executive coach, uh, Tom Henschel, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, my friend who is the host of the Look and Sound of Leadership podcast. I've mentioned it before. It's a fabulous show. It airs once a month, and you can get it on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show. Uh, Tom, uh, by, uh, by trade, though, is an executive coach out here in, on the West Coast of the U.S. and is a fabulous coach, also has an extremely strong network. So if you're looking for a coach for your team or yourself, I would recommend getting in touch with Tom. So I'll put his link in the show notes as well. 
And another person to definitely check out is Bill Bliss, especially if you're on the East Coast of the States. Uh, Bill is out on the East Coast, uh, does a lot of coaching out there, and uh, has been on the show a couple of times as well, has a lot of wisdom, and also very well connected. So a great person for you to start with. His link will be there too. And then uh, finally, outside the executive coaching category, if you're looking for someone just to help you to be more productive and, and actually look at your pro- productivity really holistically of how you're setting goals and utilizing your time effectively, I can't think of a better resource for you than Tim Stringer. He's been on the show before, and I've mentioned his name uh, in the past, uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, he is a wonderful resource for courses and coaching on holistic productivity and runs regular classes. So I'll be putting a link to him as well. So hopefully that'll get you started with a few resources too. And of course, Mark's show is a great resource as well. If you are a coach, definitely check it out. And if you are looking for a coach, it's another great resource. Again, it's called Natural Born Coaches. So all of that's at coachingforleaders.com slash 179. Wow. So go check those out for sure. And remember that the next Q&A show is coming up. It's going to be episode number 182. The topic for that show is going to be on presentation skills. So if you have a question on presentation skills, delivery, planning, content, design of visuals, slides, PowerPoint, Keynote, you name it, uh, fair game for that episode. I hope you'll submit your question uh, as soon as possible to coachingforleaders.com slash feedback and uh, starting to have the, the, I guess, the good problem of not necessarily being able to always get to every question. So if you do have a question, get it in soon so we can consider it right away for that episode. By the way, while you're online, uh, well, in fact, you don't even need to go online. You just pull out your smartphone. Uh, I hope that you will join my weekly leadership guide. The leadership guide gets delivered to your inbox each Wednesday and includes my thoughts and recommendations on the best articles, podcasts, videos, books, and other resources that will support your development between shows. And I really do look to find things that aren't just things you'd see everywhere. So it also includes a brief overview and link to the full weekly show notes. So if you're like me and listen on the go, it'll give you a really easy way to follow up uh, during the week on the things that we mention in the show. So a big thank you to those of you who joined the Leadership Guide this past week. That includes Aaron Griffin, Christian Bruins, Jason Jagai, Teresa Casino, Teresa Fung, Cindy Fan, Darcy Haroy, Benita DeRelega, Benita, hope I got that, Jay Bretz, Chuck Barker, Denise Noble, and Thomas Comroy. Thank you so much uh, to all of you for joining the Weekly Leadership Guide. And as a special bonus, when you join the Weekly Leadership Guide, I mean, who doesn't like a bonus? <laughs> You'll get immediate access to my guide on the 10 leadership books that will help you get better results from others. It's an 11-page reader's guide and a nine-minute video of my top leadership book recommendations, plus insight on the insight on the two books that I rely on weekly. Check that all out at coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. And it's a great way to get your reading plan started for the year if you haven't already. I saw a link today that said uh, February is the month that dreams die (laughs) because everyone's forgotten about their New Year's resolutions. Don't let February be the month that your dreams die. I'm already ahead of schedule on my reading plan for the year. Just finished, almost about to finish my third book. So I hope that you'll use this as inspiration as well. Coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe.
Take care and see you next week.